0: Hi, everybody. It's Michaela and welcome back to my podcast. Today, we're going to talk about a little bit about weight gain and lactation and, you know, how the two kind of interact with each other. You know, on the internet's really divided. Some people say they gain weight, some people say they don't. So we're just going to talk a little bit about that. But first, If you don't know, I've been doing some YouTube videos and I'm going to continue doing videos. I like to do the visuals and give people the opportunity to see stuff and you can find it on YouTube under Michaela Hodges. I'm also working on a structured inducing coaching package, which will include weekly visits with me. We'll set up pumping logs. We'll figure out what supplements are going to be best for you. And you know, that's going to be trial and error. Um, And we'll also set up accountability and support to help you on your journey. So this coaching package will be available by the end of the week. And you can find it on the website at lactationstation2020.com. If you haven't already joined the Facebook group, Lactation Station 2020, it's super easy to find. It's private and full of women who have so much knowledge and there's so much support from the community. All right. So let's get to it. Let's talk just in general about weight gain. Most people reach a stable weight early in their life, you know, barring any other incidents. But over time, various things can cause you to lose or gain weight. And there are several possible reasons why you might gain a significant amount of weight, you know, throughout the course of your life. Most simply, it might be due to taking in more calories through food and drink than your body needs, not expending enough energy to use all of that up, However, other factors can also cause weight gain, including eating the wrong types of food, certain medical conditions, medications, you know, there's always genetics to consider, stress, lack of sleep, and most certainly age. In certain circumstances, weight gain is appropriate and needed. I know like when I was in high school, I weighed like 102 pounds and I couldn't imagine now weighing 102 pounds. So, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying for me, you know, that would not be my ideal weight. So as I've gotten older, I've put on weight and I'm right around 125. I fluctuate between 125 and 130. So that works really well for me. All of these possible factors, you know, along with any other things that might have some relation to uh, normal germs that live in our gut that can cause us problems, you know, and stuff like that. Different people have different calorie requirements to keep their weight at the same level, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit more later too. Um, For example, a 20-year-old male athlete will need to eat more than a housebound elderly woman. Men and women have different calorie requirements, but it also varies by age, activity level, you know, and other differences between the individual's. However, for all individuals, regularly eating more calories than your body uses each day will over time cause you to gain weight. And, you know, broadly speaking, and I'm not trying to, you know, single any one type of person out. So just a broad, um, a broad observation that people need between 2,000 and 2,800 kilocalories per day Uh, to be moderately active, and to maintain their weight at a stable level. So both food and drink can contribute to your daily intake. So what happens to us while we're lactating? You know, gaining weight is a huge issue. I hear that from a lot of people, myself included. When I first started lactating, I gained so much weight. I gained like 30 pounds, and it took me forever to get that weight off. Now, according to Kelly Bonata, who is an internationally board-certified lactation consultant, and she founded the website kellymom.com, she says that leading evidence-based online breastfeeding sources, lactating women only need a handful of extra calories. Women on average need to take in 300 to 500 calories per day above what was needed to maintain their previous weight. I read a couple of different studies from some doctors and not everybody's going to agree with that. And, and I'll, you know, we'll get into that, but that's what she suggests 300 to 500 calories per day. And, you know, that could translate into just one or two snacks. Um, I know when I did my video yesterday or the day before, and I talked about the booby bars, those are 260 calories per bar. So if you ate two of those, that's, you know, the limit of your extra calorie intake for that day. So, you know, it's really important to know what you're eating. Are you gaining weight? And there are some reasons why. But first, let me say I'm not a doctor and I don't claim to be a doctor and all the information that I'm presenting to you is for informational purposes only. They should not substitute the advice from your healthcare professional. Um, All kinds of exercises and dietary changes are potentially dangerous. Those that do not seek counsel from appropriate healthcare authority will assume any liability for any injury that may occur. So I just want to get that little disclaimer out of the way. Now weight gain while lactating can happen due to a combination of factors such as the total number of calories you're consuming, the actual foods you're consuming, your metabolic rate, and your cortisol levels. But let me be clear, first and foremost, that lactating does not make you gain weight. Weight gain while lactating is caused by consuming more calories than your body burns throughout the day. If you eat 2,500 calories but your body only needs 1800 calories to survive and produce breast milk, those extra calories are being stored in the form of fat. Now, the problem is, breastfeeding can make you feel hungrier than usual And then that increases your risk of overeating. Losing weight while lactating can be difficult because at times, you know, lactating is very stressful. Setting up pumping schedules, making sure you're getting everything right. Why am I not producing what I think I should be producing? You know, and then there's some that say, well, when I had my kids, I was an overproducer. How come I'm not an overproducer now? You know, and all these things create a level of stress. And as a result... High levels of stress, plus just the general stress of lactating, can paradoxically increase your risk of weight gain instead of weight loss. And there's a couple of reasons why. When your stress level is high, your adrenal glands ramp up the production of cortisol, which is also known as the stress hormone. And unfortunately, this isn't a good thing. There's plenty of evidence to show that cortisol can negatively impact your ability to lose weight, and that's because high levels of stress can increase ghrelin. and I'm not sure I'm saying that right. I have issues with medical terms on occasion, G-R-H-E-L-I-N, I don't i n. I don't. I don't even know if I'm supposed to pronounce the G, and it's just erlin, gerlin, I don't know, I don't know, <laughs> anyway, It's an appetite-stimulating hormone, and it increases food cravings and risks and and increases your risk of obesity. Now, knowing this, it is important to be mindful of what you're eating, especially during high periods of high stress. Okay, so what are good ways to reduce stress while lactating? So I read an article written by Dr. Brittany Robles, and she suggests two strategies. She says the best way to improve your cortisol levels is to try and maximize your sleep quality. Your body interprets poor sleep as fight or flight. Thus, a deprived state is the same as a constantly stressed state. To improve the quality of your sleep, she has a couple of suggestions. Sleeping in a dark room, not using your cell phone in bed. And I don't know about anybody else. And, you know, um, I've had people actually tell me that I'm kind of, Mean because at about 9 30 or 10 o'clock, unless I'm in an active conversation, I will put my phone on do not disturb and put it on the charger, and I won't pick it up again until morning. And so, a lot of my friends and family know if they're in crisis that they're not going to get a response from me until you know eight o'clock in the morning. Better that you try to find somebody else to help you, not that I won't help. I'll absolutely help as soon as I find out. But for me personally, it's it's better for me to put my phone away and, you know, just leave it. I de stress, I, you know, can calm down and I'm not constantly on my phone, which is very stimulating. It's the same as like watching the television. It stimulates your brain and keeps the activity moving. And that's the opposite of what you want. So I just put my phone on the charger around 9 30 or 10 o'clock and I don't pick it up again till 10. All right, so back to her list. Keep your room cool, take the TV out of your bedroom, and take a warm shower before bed. So those are her suggestions to help you get a better quality of sleep. And it's not, you know, quality over quantity, because even if you sleep for like four or five hours, you still want a good quality sleep. And sleeping for eight crappy hours is not better than sleeping for four good hours. Okay. So Dr. Robles's second suggestion is activity. While you're pumping, you shouldn't be sitting down all day. That doesn't mean you shouldn't sit down when you're pumping. But, you know, you want to have some regular activity and move through the house, you know, and stuff like that. You don't just, sometimes I get stuck on the couch if I'm pumping and I put a TV show on, when I'm done pumping, I'm still sitting on the couch watching television. So you want to get up and move around. You really, you need to move around between pumping ses- uh, sessions. You know, some type of physical activity is important. My doctor told me a long time ago that the stuff you do around your home, like walking up and down the stairs or, you know, walking around the house, you know, house cleaning and stuff, regular everyday activities so when they say you need physical activities they mean stuff outside of what you do on a normal basis although sometimes I go up and down our stairs four or five times and you know I feel like I'm getting plenty of exercise but as far as the medical profession is concerned you know just regular activities around your house is not what they mean when they say physical activity Okay, so what's the fastest way to lose weight while you're lactating? Well, the fastest way to lose weight while lactating is to consume fewer calories than your body burns and also improve the quality of the foods that you're eating. You can try a calorie deficit diet, but you really have to be careful with what you cut out because lowering calorie intake can impact your milk production. So what's the next thing that we need to look at? How about the quality of food that you're eating? While many people argue that a calorie is just a calorie, you cannot deny the fact that certain foods will make you feel differently in terms of energy, hunger, and mood. For example, there are many times that I stop at some convenient fast food place and grab a burger. And afterwards, I feel sluggish and tired, and that fat-laden food is just kind of, you know, sitting like a lump in my stomach. And if I had opted for um, a lighter lunch, you know, a salad or a pasta salad or something like that, I don't get that same feeling. And a calorie isn't just a calorie. You know, the amount of calories you should be consuming to support a healthy milk supply depends really on your activity level. Now, for women between the ages of 19 to 50 who live a relatively sedentary life, the Dietary Guidelines for Americans recommends consuming between 18 and 2,000 calories per day. And those who live a moderately active lifestyle should consume between 2,000 and 2,200 calories per day. And finally, those who live a rather... um, you know, active lifestyle should consume between 22 and 2,400 calories per day. Surprisingly, consuming more calories while lactating, you know, is not necessarily the best thing. And I know I said earlier that, um, Kelly mom, Kelly Bunyata, says that you should eat 300 to 500 extra calories per day in order to have good milk production And, you know, I really found um, when I was doing my research for this podcast that there's some people that say, no, you don't need extra calories. And I have some of that information here. And then there's some people like Kelly who say, no, you do need extra calories. So there's clearly not um, a clear cut answer for any of this because people are still disagreeing on how things should be done. Consuming the same number of calories that you did before lactating may, and I say may, be enough for you to lose weight while continuing your journey. You know, everybody's body's different, and we have to remember that. So, what works for some people may not work for everybody else. And, you know, we were talking about a calorie isn't just a calorie. And here's an example for you 200 calories from an avocado is not equal to 200 calories from a Snickers bar. I mean, it's still 200 calories. There's clearly a difference between what you're going to get from the avocado and what you're going to get from the Snickers bar. One has more nutrients. You know, one will fill you up more. One will, I don't know, give you a bit of energy. And then you have a sugar crash. Even though each item is 200 calories, consuming 200 calories of an avocado And consuming 200 calories of a Snickers bar is going to have very different reactions on your body. If you're eating highly processed, nutrient-poor foods while lactating, you'll find it difficult to lose weight. So you want to try and make sure that you eat as many nutrient-dense foods as possible. Fruits and vegetables, whole grains, lean protein, that kind of stuff. And I don't know about you guys, but when I pump or it's close time for a pumping session... I become ravenous. And I mean, I could eat sawdust if you poured gravy on it and served it to. I just can't shove stuff in my mouth fast enough. And I've learned to keep things in the house like grapes and raspberries happens to be a personal favorite. But I can put, you know, a bowl of grapes in front of me while I'm pumping And I can eat as many grapes as I want until, you know, grape juice is coming out my nose. It's going to be better for me than a bag of chips. Not to mention the grapes are also hydrating. So you're killing two birds with one stone. You're taking care of that hunger and you're taking care of that thirst as well. Now, the reason we feel so hungry while we're lactating is because your body is undergoing several hormonal changes that can affect your appetite. Very specifically, your body is secreting high levels of prolactin, cortisol. We already, I talked about that earlier. And ghrelin, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if I'm saying that word right. G-R-E-H-L-I-N, ghrelin. I don't know how else you would say it. Anyway, so your body is secreting high levels of these hormones while suppressing the hormone adiponectin, which regulates metabolism and insulin sensitivity. Let's talk about prolactin first because we all know that prolactin is the key essential ingredient to milk production. Prolactin is a hormone that's secreted by your pituitary gland to allow for milk production. And it even says it in the name. You know, I didn't even think about that, but it does because pro is for and lactin is lactation. So it's for lactation or prolactin. What you may not know, and I didn't know this, is that the hormone also stimulates your appetite. So it's quite common for you to experience increased hunger signals while you're lactating. But that's not the only thing that prolactin does. And this is the part that that really surprised me. Um, Studies have also shown that prolactin in lactating women can suppress adiponectin levels. What is adiponectin? Adiponectin, and I'm not sure I'm saying that one right either is a hormone secreted by your fat cells and plays a role in glucose and lipid metabolism. Adiponectin is good for you, but unfortunately, low adiponectin levels are associated with insulin resistance, obesity, and decreased metabolism. Three things that increase your hunger and can cause fat accumulation. If you're inducing, or even if you're not, if you're producing any... Um, milk at all, if you, whether you had a baby or you're inducing or any of that other stuff, you have to have prolactin to produce milk. There's no way that we can get past the weight gain if that's something that prolactin does. So if it decreases metabolism and increases hunger signals, then, you know, there just, there may be nothing that can be done you know, and everybody's body works differently. Even though it may not show, even if you're still feeling like you're putting on weight, um, you're still burning, actually burning calories. You know, lactating, pumping, all that stuff, that burns calories. So that's another reason why you're hungry because lactating does in fact burn calories. So all these things combined right here, you know, it makes total sense to me why some people gain weight. All right, so the number of calories depends on a few factors. The number of times per day you're pumping and the duration of how long you're pumping. The pumping that you do, the more pumping that you do, the more calories you burn on average. You can expect to burn between 300 and 500 calories per day with pumping and lactation. And that's why Kelly Bonata says to add in you know, 300 to 500 calories per day, because that's on average what you burn. But if you are already, you know, on a regular normal diet, you know, you don't eat a lot of junk or anything like that. I honestly don't think there's any reason to increase your calorie intake. That's just my opinion. Okay. So we talked about a few hormones that could be causing your weight gain, but what about supplements and medications? You know, I hear a lot of people blame Dom on weight gain, and that could also have to do with the way Dom increases prolactin, or rather inhibits dopamine, and you get larger prolactin levels. There's a big debate on the internet with women who say they've gained weight and women who say they never gained weight on Dom. You know, and once again, we're back to everybody's body is different. Now, I read um, an article by Dr. Derek Snyder who said, Domperidone does not directly cause weight gain. However, it triggers a series of body chemistry changes that increases hunger, which can cause overeating. This can result in significant weight gain if food intake is not kept within reason. One of those subtle changes is that lactation is often accompanied by induced inclination to exercise. So the combination of increased prolactin and a medication like DOM, which, you know, empties the stomach, can quickly, may quickly be the trigger to us gaining weight. Now, I couldn't find any information on whether supplements like herbal remedies cause weight gain during lactation. It's probably just not something that's been studied yet because I, like I said, I couldn't find any information on that. But now that we know what some possible issues are, how can we counteract the weight gain? That's the big question. So is dieting while lactating a good idea? Most experts that I read don't advocate dieting while lactating because your body needs the extra fuel to make breast milk. And see, this is another doctor. Her name is Mary Jane Detroyer. And she says that you need about 500 additional calories per day. Dr. Shannon David said, we definitely recommend that women not go on a particularly restrictive diet, nothing that's lower than 1500 calories a day, which wouldn't permit a robust milk supply. In general, she says an 18 to 2200 calorie a day diet is optimal for overall nutrition Now, while some lactating women shed pounds quickly, since the making of milk burns off a lot of calories, others have to be more mindful in balancing how how much they eat versus what they eat to reach a more homeostatic weight. So the fastest way to lose weight while breastfeeding is don't count calories. Rather, be mindful of the quality of the foods you're eating. Instead of eating less, which would likely impact your milk supply. Okay, so instead of eating less, which would likely impact your milk supply, make your meals healthy, nutritious, and just a bit bigger than normal. You can add an extra ounce or two of protein at a meal, a cup of starch, and a quarter cup of veggies, and that's really all you need. Problems arise when you substitute nutrient-dense foods for others that are quick and easy. Grabbing the nearest bag of chips or cookies when you're tired and between pumping might be convenient. And I know I'm guilty of it. I have like four different bags of chips on my cabinet and a bowl full of Halloween candy that those kids better come get today because I don't want it. Um, Anyway, um, cheese, a handful of almonds, even cracker spread with peanut butter are a better option than grabbing those, you know, quick snacks like cookies and chips. Try to stock up on foods to get your body back on track and keep your breast milk as nutritious as possible. Let's also talk about water because it's one of my favorite subjects. Breast milk is about 90% water, but you don't have to chug water constantly to stay hydrated and drinking more will not produce excess milk. Just let me say that again for the people in the back. Drinking more water won't produce excess milk. Drink when you're thirsty and keep an eye on the color of your urine. If it's dark, you need to take in more fluids. If it's light, you're fine. So here are some foods that experts advise limiting to support losing weight while lactating. It's, I can tell you um, before I even read the list, it's all the good stuff. Snack foods with empty calories like chips, candy, and soda. And sugary foods, which have also been shown to contribute to inflammation. Being mindful of what you eat is the best way to jumpstart your metabolism and lose weight while lactating without sacrificing the quality or quantity of your breast milk. The true secret, I'm going to share this with you, and I really think it's important. um, The true secret to losing weight, stay away from social media feeds, magazine articles, TV shows, anything that showcases how quickly other people lose weight because everybody's body is different. I think I'm going to make a shirt that says that everybody's body is different. How people gain weight is individualized to their body. So when you're in a group or you're strolling through Instagram and somebody's talking about how they just miraculously shed 30 pounds or 50 pounds and you're struggling to just drop a pound in a week, you can't compare what you're struggling to do with what they claim they did so easily. You know, you just need to focus on your own journey and don't compare yourself to anyone else because honestly, it will just drive you crazy. Everyone loses weight at a different rate. Instead of obsessing over numbers on the scale... Strive towards getting to a point where you feel healthy, happy, and strong. And then, so what? If that's five or 10 pounds higher than the weight somebody thinks you should be at, or even that you think you should be at. If you are happy, if you are healthy, and you are, you know, in a place where everything is working for you, then don't worry about the numbers on the scale. All our bodies look different. I mean, there's no doubt about that. But remember, every woman is a warrior and your body can do amazing things. You just got to let it do those things. It's just, you know, to me, it's, I don't know. I, the combination, uh, you know, talking about prolactin and Dom, and I really have come to the conclusion with no medical backup to it that because the Dom increases prolactin, and prolactin does all these other things. I don't necessarily think that the Dom itself is at fault. It's the mechanics of the drug that does it. The best thing that we can do is watch what we eat, cut back on our sugary snacks, and you know, just try to eat the best possible way that we can. Because the fact is, you may not need Dom for your journey, but you need prolactin. So there's no getting away from that. All right. So, um, I hope that helps someone feel a little better about weight gain and weight loss. And knowing that at this point, if you're deciding to start an inducing journey, that there is the chance that you may gain weight. And while you're inducing, there may be the chance that you can't do anything about it. You know, just Watch what you eat. Make sure you're not eating empty calories. Try to steer clear from a lot of sugary foods and drinks and, you know, do what's best for your body. All right. That wraps up this podcast. When you're done listening, head over to Facebook and join our group, Lactation Station 2020. It's super easy to find on Facebook. I appreciate all of you. Special thank you to Deborah for our interview in the last podcast. I had so much fun chatting with her. I was really glad that I got to spend some time with her. It was like hanging out with an old friend and just had a really good time. A special thank you to Carol, who is always willing to listen to my crazy ideas. She lives on the East Coast. I live on the West Coast, and I can text message her at 10 o'clock at night and tell her something that I thought of, and she'll tell me what a great idea she thinks it is. Or what a crappy idea it is. So I really appreciate her listening. I appreciate all of you guys that come and listen to this podcast. It really makes me happy to share this information with everyone, you know, as much as I can. I'm no expert and I just try to put out the information that I find. If at any point that I tell you something that isn't right or isn't completely accurate or you have better information please feel free to email me at lactationstation2020 at gmail.com and let me know where I screwed up and I will absolutely fix it. All right, this is Lactation Station and I'm Michaela. Have a great day.